The unavoidable yet necessary cost and sacrifices needed in our fight against climate change and environmental damage pose numerous problems for society. One such problem is that of equity and fairness. Should society as a whole be paying to clean up the mess made by a relatively small number of big polluters? Polluters who often generate significant gain from their environmentally unsound activities. The polluter pays principle suggests that those responsible for damage to the environment, be this a factory, a farm, a business or an individual, should bear the costs of minimizing the harmful impact of their activities. Whether it's that industrial company that discharges sewage into the sea, that road haulage firm whose fleet is made up exclusively of diesel lorries, that factory that releases carbon dioxide and particles into the air, or even that business executive who insists on jetting off to meetings around the world. Welcome back to the Green Deal podcast. The Euronet Plus network of radio stations decided in this episode to investigate whether this polluter pays principle has merit. But first of all, how does it work? The challenge is to quantify the extent and intensity of the damage caused by a given practice so that a correct, proportionate tax can be applied. This is how carbon pricing mechanisms such as carbon taxes or cap-and-trade systems function. Their aim is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by putting a price on carbon emissions and so encouraging companies to switch to cleaner energy sources or technologies. By holding the polluters themselves accountable for the environmental harm they cause, such taxes are meant to provide an indirect financial incentive to adopting more sustainable practices and cleaner technologies. Several of my colleagues went out into the countryside to speak to farmers and their representatives. Indeed, Agriculture is the scene of particularly heated debate at the moment following the European Union's recent decision to permit the continued use of glyphosate, a highly controversial pesticide. Romanian member of the European Parliament Tudor Ciuhodaru, who sits on the European Parliament's Committee on the Environment, Public Health and Food Safety, speaks to Stefan Rancu, a journalist at Radio Romagna. He does not mince his words when it comes to the effects of pesticides on public health. I said I want zero tolerance for those who are poisoning us with pesticides. They cannot get away with putting cancer on our plate and cancer in our water and food. The risk of consuming food contaminated with such toxins is not to be ignored. And according to the Health Commission report, such Maria situations must not be allowed to happen again. An agricultural again. entrepreneur and president of Federbio a federation that brings together organizations from the entire organic farming supply chain to protect and promote this green industry, believes that the polluter pays concept is certainly relevant in agriculture. This is certainly a principle that should be put into practice to achieve goals of collective interest. Clearly, it should also be commensurate with the type of activity and the impact of each activity. I say this because in agriculture, you're always dealing with nature. And the solutions, even the production cycle, are not entirely controlled by farmers. Even activities carried out correctly by farmers, like the use of chemical products to protect the plants, 
end up polluting the environment nonetheless. What I'm trying to say is that there's no deliberate desire to pollute in order to reduce production costs or anything like that. It's simply the consequence of an activity. And this principle has to be applied with this in mind. However, the principle is also appropriate for agriculture. But right now, Mamuccini goes on to tell Radio 24 reporter Giulia Cannizzaro, contradictions and red tape abound in Italy, often meaning that it is those who do not pollute who face greater hurdles than the polluters. Of course, some farmers are very vocal about changes led by Brussels, and this is what we heard also in several of our interviews. Marius Cactis, vice-chair of the Lithuanian Farmers' Union, for one. Cactis stresses that demanding increasingly environmentally friendly solutions puts a great deal of pressure on already struggling farmers and could ultimately force many farms out of business. He is speaking to Dominica Goldbergaite at Ginura Diaz. Reduce pollution. But when we put pressure on farmers in terms of ecology and environmental protection, they may see that they cannot survive and give up their livestock. It would not be good for us to have to buy our milk from Poland or elsewhere. And we already buy most of our pork from abroad, so this could happen. It's a matter of not pressurizing this industry, but regulating it properly so that it can make a profit while farming sustainably and in an environmentally friendly fashion. This said, a study published in September by TP Organics, a platform made up of SMEs, farmers, consumers and researchers, says that the EU's plans to reduce pesticide use, protect the soil and restore nature are both, and I quote, achievable and necessary. The platform calls on EU decision-makers to, and I quote again, further develop organic farming rather than favoring the maximization of yields at any expense. But should we do this armed with carrots or sticks? In an interview with Mateja Arnusz at RTV Slovenia, Dr. Jonas Sonnenschein a professor and project manager at Umanotera, the Slovenian Foundation for Sustainable Development, says he is skeptical about the idea of pollution taxes, but does favor tough measures. The environmental footprint of meat production, say for beef, is huge. But instead of taxing it, we now heavily subsidize livestock farming. Another example is plastic particles, various chemicals that can be found in every corner of the planet, from the top of the highest mountain to the blood of newborn babies. And yet plastics and harmful chemicals are still extremely cheap. I'm skeptical, however, about whether taxes in this area will help at all. I would promote other solutions, like we did with light bulbs or electric cars. We need strict regulations, or perhaps even bans, as has been shown in these areas. Lighting is no worse now than it was before. Electric cars are no worse. I'm therefore convinced that living with less plastic and less meat will prove to be better for us, not worse. German IT entrepreneur Marion Schulz advocates a more positive approach, as she tells our colleague Zina at IMS. Complete rethink is needed here. Why not reward businesses that show a special commitment to the environment 
that develop special measures and convert their companies as appropriate, or that develop new products that really protect the environment and are not just pseudo-conversions. Ultimately, many stakeholders favour a two-pronged attack, incentivize and penalise only when necessary. This is certainly the approach championed by Dr. Kinga Czerzewska, an economist at Kosminski University, in an interview with Katarzyna Zeman at Poland Polskie Radio. The combination of carrot and stick works best here. Because on the one hand, companies need to be given a clear signal that it's worth investing in green energies. Yet they also face an investment barrier, as these technologies are still quite expensive. So by combining a clear signal that pollution costs will be high and will be increased over the years to come, with the fact that decision makers will provide subsidies for investment, then this addresses this barrier to some degree, and companies become more willing to invest in green technologies. Portuguese environmental sociologist Luisa Schmidt concurs in a conversation with our Radio Renascença colleague Cristina Nascimento. But the ultimate goal, Schmidt adds, should be for such levies to be a temporary measure. At this stage, they remain necessary and should be strengthened and even expanded. Why is this? So that they won't be needed later. They have to function as a deterrent until there are fewer and fewer polluters who pay. That would be great. But right now, emissions, water pollution, air pollution, all of which seriously affect biodiversity, nature conservation and the health of the Portuguese people, still have to be penalised. Because we're still not at the point where we can dispense with these taxes that ultimately contribute to improving resources. Well, like with everything in life, there has to be an element of give and take. And in the meantime, these improved resources could and should be put towards green investments. Thank you for listening. Make sure to come back in two weeks' time for another episode of our Green Deal podcast.